bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people... Up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Kind of got that out the way. I probably need a, uh, I probably need to record myself saying that in the beginning. That way I don't have to say it. That's pretty lazy. That would be pretty lazy. I'm just saying. So once again, I went, can I use the word trolling? That's not a good word, is it? I guess it's who you're trolling and what you're trolling, right? Okay. I went trolling around the internet and came across a report that somebody sent me about education in Wisconsin. And it came out this summer. And somebody sent it to me because they knew I would say something about it because... They didn't want to say anything about it. That's my assumption. Excuse me. So, here's the funny part. Now stuff get moved around and then you got to move it back. Playing with my LinkedIn and all that stuff. and I, But I digress. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this, this study from the Wisconsin Chamber. And it's a Wisconsin employer survey on education. And it's about the public K-12 system. Now, everybody's so quick to beat up on choice, charter, 
private school, parochial, all that. And also, as a side note, remember to join us right here. We're streaming live on YouTube and Twitter at 101.7 The Truth. Um, every, every Everybody beats up on those entities, but rarely will they take a look at the public K-12 system because we have friends and teachers and family members who work for the public school system, and people feel like you can't really complain about anything. But this is the system as a whole, good schools, bad schools. We have to start to look at this through the eyes of the people who utilize these students as employees. And so I'm going to read a several questions and, and understand totals may not add up to 100% due to rounding and stuff like that. Rounding up or down, it may come out to 99 or whatever. But you get the point. It's conducted twice a year. It's the Wisconsin Employer Survey for Wisconsin's Chamber of Commerce. The assessment provides a snapshot of where Wisconsin's employers stand on a number of important issues and outlines their economic outlook for both Wisconsin and the United States. So what the employer does is looks at themselves in relation to the state and looks at themselves in relation to the country. For the summer 2023 edition, WMC surveyed 170 employers that make up a representative sample of its membership. Businesses of all sizes, industries, and geographic locations in Wisconsin participated. Question number one, do you believe that students graduating from Wisconsin's public K-12 system are prepared for the workforce? Yes versus no. Now, the first one I'm going to ask you, because I know you're standing there. I think there's at least one person in there with you. BJ Brothers, he's still in there? Like I, like I didn't see him move. <laughs> so, do you believe... Just tell me up as in yes or down as in no or say yes or no or whatever. Do you believe students graduating from public schools right now, K-12, are prepared for the workforce? Yes or no? Everywhere. Okay. What do you say? Yes or no? He say yes. Businesses in Wisconsin said yes. 27%. No, 73%. Do you have any employees who struggle with the ability to read math or do math? 56% said yes. Only 44% said no. We stop reading, learning how to read in the third grade. Think about what they're saying. They're graduating as 18-year-olds, and they don't know how to read. Do you ever provide employees with additional education or tutoring because their K-12 education did not prepare them for basic skills needed for a career? Well, 59% said no, but 41% said yes. I would think that number should probably be around 2%. Have you reduced your hiring requirements in an effort to get more job applicants? 
That means, for example, the amount of experience needed, level of educational attainment, all that, right? Have you, have you dumbed down your requirements in hiring just so you could get people in the door and get applicants? 63% said yes. And only 37% said no. Have you removed the requirement of having a bachelor's degree for any jobs that you have previously required it? And 40% said yes. 60% said no. And then what percentage of jobs at your company require less than a four-year college degree? Over 75%. So half the jobs at 75% of these companies don't require you to have a college education. And we thought we were having trouble putting people in jobs because there were so many jobs that people could cherry pick. But it looks like that might not be the case. Now, before I read the other part of this, I'm going to give you this last question. Do you support or oppose investing additional money in school choice and charter schools to allow more children to participate in these education opportunities. Now, this is 170 businesses that are representative across the state in terms of size, location, and industry. 89% support. 62% of them strongly, and somewhat support is 27% in terms of those that support it. Those who Oppose it, only 4% strongly oppose it of the 11, and only 7% somewhat oppose it. So what does all this mean for the future of Wisconsin schools, the 2024 election, the money that's left over, the constant taxing but not spending money on things that are needed? Well, one, we have to recognize this is pretty unflattering. Three quarters of the businesses think students graduating are not prepared to actually work. Fifty-six percent of them believe or have had to assist students who are struggling to read or do math. We are setting kids up for failure. The fact that you have to leave a public school and go get remedial education from your employer, for me, is kind of heart-wrenching. So how do you get top technical training to work at a place like they were going to have you at Foxconn when we don't even have people graduating from high school who can do basic things like read and do math. Think of the billions of dollars we've spent on education. Think of the billions of dollars we spend on education. It's quoted in the executive summary. Wisconsin taxpayers should be asking themselves what our return is on the billions of dollars we spend each year on public education. Added Vervelde. 
We cannot measure success by how much money is spent. Instead, we need to start focusing on what students are learning and if they're being set up to succeed upon graduation. And what we're finding is that they're not. What they're finding is that those that are in school choice are actually doing better. So if we're going to fund your school, one of their legislative agendas, right? They're suggesting tying new K-12 funding to increase proficiency scores, period. Shrinking the achievement gap and other accountability measures to ensure improved outcome for students. But now we have to be careful because then we'll end up like Atlanta. And you remember a few years ago, they had a dust up in Atlanta because teachers started teaching to the test. And then when that didn't work because they were ill trained, they simply cheated and gave the students the answers. One thing I disagree about their agenda is that it talks about creating additional K-3, that's kindergarten through third grade, reading, screening, assessments to identify at risk. Let's just start teaching reading K-8 and call it a day. With all the things that you've cut out of schools because of the unions didn't want it and the teachers didn't want it and all that, you have to understand your job is to teach the children. And it may that and and I'm ninety nine percent sure it's not the teacher's fault. It's some of the things the unions push forward, and I and I and I get it. I understand it completely. I am and have been members of several unions, but the issue comes in the outcome, and clearly, we don't have it. Now, I was thinking, what was my worst grade ever? Well, first of all, when I was in elementary school and high school, I never failed anything. I've never failed a class. But I also have you, my lowest score was a D. You know what I got it in? Chemistry. Why? Not because I couldn't do chemistry. I was lazy. I didn't feel like doing it. So I got a D. I got a D in French. And no, I've never gotten anything lower than a C in math. Kind of a nerd. But looking at this, there's only one grade we can give. I would say Department of Public Instruction. Wisconsin employers have told you, and they've given you the letter grade that I think you deserve. One lower than me, F. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Little like we're going to be getting some folks uh, as a finalist for the one call. That's all. <clears throat> 5K giveaway this quarter. So make sure you, you know, hang around. Because I might be uh, throwing that. See, I almost said it. One blank, that's blank. Because if I say the words, everybody going to start calling. I did that when we were at the other station the, uh, last year. I was, hey, such, 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 such. and I said, yeah, because we're going to do the one, blah, blah, blah. and everybody in there. And so I said, when you hear, and they, yeah, that didn't work out well. Spent about 20 minutes answering the phone going, no, we did not. But I think what I'm going to start doing is giving a number that's far enough down the line. And then we can just count maybe like number nine so that people that are listening on the app, it'll cycle through and then they'll get it. Then we can really, really have some fun. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, hmm. tune in to the new 1017 The Truth. Business Spotlight tomorrow at 3.57 between the Tory Lowe Show and me. Um, we'll be speaking with Alex Eichhorn, partner and attorney at Tayback Law, about why they are one of the best worker compensation benefit firm in the state of Wisconsin and how they work to ensure you get the workers' compensation benefits that are owed you. Again, that's the Business Spotlight with Tayback Law tomorrow. At 357, right here on the award winning 1017 The Truth. 833 212 1017 is the number. Brian said, Of course, their businesses are now as trashy as their employees are. I don't, I don't know if I would call people who can't, who have trouble reading or writing trashy. That's just me. So, however, degree never needed was to most jobs. Not true. That's not true. There's, there's a level of knowledge and a level of completion that you can put in a person. Um, it, 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 it reflects tenacity. It reflects your stick-to-itiveness, being able to finish something. It's, it's a ready-made, hey, I'm able to conform. I came in. I followed the rules. I passed the classes, and here I am. That is something that an employer can work with, and it's, it's a transferable skill, just like learning wood shop or printing or auto mechanics and all that. But that's just me. And then Brian said, one of the greatest scams of former and modern times. Education? Education is one of the few things. Can you think of anything other than your life? That if you die, you take it with you. Like you can't transfer it to somebody else. Education. And then he wrote, education, if not technical or a skill, is subjective and antiquated. Wow. How you feel about that? 833-212-1017 is the number. Is the way that we do education Subjective and antiquated. I mean, there are a lot of 
engineers and medical doctors who came up with. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dr. Daniel Hale Williams. Yeah, he probably he probably shouldn't have went to medical school. Then we wouldn't have stuff like heart transplant transplants and. You know, in a predominantly black hospital in Chicago, but we, eh. but education, if it's not technical or a skill, right? The problem is he had to learn and get a bachelor's degree and get a liberal education before he was able to understand the concepts of medicine. So let's, let's, let's be a little, you know, open. And, and, and of course, education is subjective because you choose a major. So it is subjective. Right? 833-212-1017 is the number. Anthony, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hello, sir. Always a pleasure listening to you guys there, 1017 The Truth. Uh, I have just a different viewpoint on what subjectivity is in education. And here it goes. Here's an example. Uh, I, for instance, uh, went to get uh, uh, an evaluation for scabies, and the place that I went to, uh, the doctors were unsure if I had scabies, uh, and the reason why is because they lacked the testing to to determine if I had scabies or not. So they subjectively decided to treat me as though if I had, which would be good if I did have scabies, but it would not be good if I didn't have scabies. So the subjective portion of where I stand at is that there are instances where when those who are educated, their ego and pride gets in the way of them being subjective to the entire uh, process of evaluating a person. And, yeah, you can't take, you know, you can't. Um, once education is yours, it's yours. You can pass it on through teaching, and sometimes that teaching is based on a culture that you're in. So, yeah, it can be subjective in that nature, and that's my point. But there's nothing wrong with being educated in the story. Well, I, I think one of the things we have to look into as it relates to the, the medical doctor is that there's some things they have to do and treat if it's possibly communicative, so they got to... They, they have to, in other words, if treating you for scabies is, won't cause you more harm than not treating you for scabies, it's easier to treat you, and then you'll be, you'll be safe. And if you don't have it, no harm, no foul. But unless, if you, unless that treatment, but if you go through a treatment you don't have to, uh, and, who, and, and there's other factors involved in that, and it's not just whether or not the medicine would hurt you if you didn't need it. What if you have to miss work? What if you have to miss a planned vacation? So there's a whole lot of factors that go into making that the right decision versus just, well, we don't know for sure. We think it is. We're going to treat you as such. Uh, I, I think that they should, if they don't have the ability to properly diagnose a person, then they should pass that on to somebody who can that's all I'm saying. Well, doctors are specialists and doctors are practicing. And right. so and so I understand what you're saying. Uh, Continue on did route. you get a new doctor? Yeah. Of course I did. <laughs> uh, and the reason is, now, now here's, here's, here's how my grandpa explained that to me. He said, boy, 
I've been a carpenter for seven years, and I'm a master carpenter. He's also a bricklayer, and he says, for seven years, I'm a master bricklayer. He said, but that job being a doctor, they're never going to master what they didn't make. All they can do is the best they can. That's it. That's wisdom. That is. My grandpa was a very wise old man. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you, Anthony. All right. Right on. Carry on. 833. Isn't that nice? He told me I could, I could finish doing my show. 833-212-1017 is the number. We come back. Talking text line, Rob and you. Traffic and weather, up next. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Hey, Rob. How are you, sir? You're on the new 1017 The Truth. Dr. Harris, I'm fine. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so that's good. I want to say that education is neither subjective nor uh, antiquated because if you think about it, subjective meaning it's based off someone's opinion or based off opinion, and antiquated meaning it's outdated. Right. Now it, the instructor can be opinionated, so you, he he or she is using their opinion, but the topic that's being taught is not subjective. It's not based off opinions, pretty much of facts that can be looked up and reviewed and studied and it's outdated it's not outdated because it's still relevant today so but it is systemic because it's like mcdonald's mcdonald's has a system since they came into play right ford has a system and it's worked all these years yeah no 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 no, but they updated those systems we have an updated education what education it depends on what you're looking at if you're looking at higher learning that's true you, if you look at how your learning gets updated all the time. Now, if you're still looking at elementary and grammar and middle school, that may not be fully updated. Right. But if you're looking at how you're learning, the collegiate level, it always gets updated. Yeah. So that's kind of a twofold question, twofold question that you're asking. That's right. my opinion. Thank you much, sir. Appreciate all you. Right. All right. Yeah. Rob is Rob is kind of on point. I mean, higher ed is always Upgraded every day, every time. Even even when you suffer through, <clears throat> like my students do, the opinions of the professor, at least you know those are opinions, right? Those are, this is my perspective, what do you think, right? Especially when you're using a, a, a Socratic way of, of teaching. But yet, many people just sit there and, and I have to tell my students, hey, I expect you to speak up, I expect you to argue, be respectful, but 
let's have a dust up. Let's let's talk about it. Let's 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 look at different points of view and how we grow. That's what college is for. The caller said experience in conjunction with I'm, I'm assuming he was writing he or she was writing education is the formula for being a top notch associate of an employer. Those who hire the best use this formula. Eh. I'm, I'm at a point where let's start your own business. And be done. Great take by brother Anthony. This is from the caller. Um, unless his very wise grandfather was ignoring good medical <laughs> advice from a qualified doctor at the time when he says doctors can't master what they didn't make. I, I think what he's saying is they can only go by what they're taught and what they learned through studies that other people did. They can't really do it themselves. Right? You can't build a human being. And I think that was his point. But you also make a very good point. And I appreciate that. Uh, Wesley said, good afternoon, Dr. Ken. I have a notice to learn about. I don't know where that is, but he's saying since high school at wherever, we used to learn about classical orchestra and symphony orchestra. But now at my son's school, now the school is only teaching about. Uh, fast trap beats and rap music. There's a clear intellectual difference between my class, mind frame, and theirs. Don't you agree? No, I do not. That was it. That's all. No, I do not. And here's why. Because you disagree with the music doesn't make it any less a skill and an art form. All orchestra and symphonic music, classical orchestra, symphony, that's all a genre of music. And music evolves like everything else. It, It goes with the times. And while you can you can go from fast trap beats to rap music to Symphony. It's called Spotify. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, it's good because now you can be eclectic, you know? You you can be broad. I love electronic dance music. Like if if there's a number one type of music I listen to all day, all it's electronic dance music. But back in the day they called it disco. And it evolved into electronic. Well, I don't want because I'm a purist and I think it should be disco. No, it evolved. Rap. Trap. Hip hop. R&B. Soul. Rhythm and blues. Heavy metal. Rock. Soft rock. All that uses the same notes on the clef, right? Same notes, same. Just put in a different way, and now all of a sudden you have a different genre of music, the tempo. Black people like music. Everything is on the one. White people like 4-4 time. Okay. It's just how it is. It's just different. 
And if you listen to the music and the rhythm and the words in rap, there was a clear intellectual vein of rap music that is the same as classical or symphony. I mean, that that's just me, but I mean... And I think if you hear the right now, now you may be hearing the right, the wrong music. I mean, there's some pretty bad classical music, right? Um, we got we got a few outstanding composers who did some pretty trash music. That's why we keep playing the same songs by those composers because all the other stuff is trash. So come on, same thing with rap. Some 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 music is right. I'm not saying the caller said I'm not saying music can't devolve. I'm saying music is different. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. But don't trash an entire genre because you don't like it. Because there is some seriously good rap music. If you listen, I think I said it the other day. I'm not a Jay-Z fan, but I'm a Jay-Z lyric fan. Like his music is, eh, eh. And his voice is like, eh, is he really a rapper? Eh. And then you listen to the legend of OJ and you go, wow. Is that it? The legend of OJ? Legend? Is that it? Anyway. See, now I got to look it up. Uh, the story of OJ. Can't play that on the air. But when you listen to it, it's like, Wow. Nominated for Grammy Award for Best Rap Song. I mean, it was, it was, I'm, I'm telling you. But anyway, I digress. 833-212-1017 is the number. Um, Project says the problem with education is that it expires. Huh? When does education expire? Edu- I understand what you're saying. I believe education expires when you stop learning. When you stop learning, education expires. And somebody said, trap is a subgenre of hip-hop. We know that. In a way, funk was a subgenre of soul. Funk was never a subgenre of soul. It was its own. Get beat, man. Beat it. See, you're talking crazy again. See? Psst, go away. That means he was right. Psst, go away. <laughs> But it and and it, and funk music was a, a jam all by itself. It didn't devolve. It didn't make soul music bad. And I wouldn't call funk a sub of soul. Mm. Mm. See now I'm rethinking what I said. I, funk is a subgenre of soul. No, maybe R and B, but not soul. When I think of soul, I think of heart music, you know, Um, heart and soul, like on Sirius XM, heart and soul, the smoother. And then when I think rhythm and blues, I think faster. No bad genre, just bad listeners. (laughs) How funny. Oh, my goodness. You all are, are on point today. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Black-owned business give back is back. We've teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, you got to go to blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's one word. BlackBusinessGiveBack.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to BlackBusinessGiveBack.com. Associated Bank, member FDIC. Also want to remind you that it's starting to get cool outside, and so bugs and mosquitoes and flies are looking for that warm place, which just might end up being your house. And the one thing you don't want in your house is nature. You need to keep all that stuff out your house. Well, the 250 series from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin include exclusive hidden screens which can stay actually inside the window while you're not using it. And if you bundle and save, the 250 series patio door and eight double hung windows will, well, they got some exclusive hidden screens where you can pay as low as $188 a month. That's it. And that's a great deal. So, Interested? Go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com today. 833-212-1017 is the number. We've been talking about education, or <clears throat> in the African-American vernacular, education over the past um, hour or so. <laughs> Dude, let it go. Let it go. Trap music is void of horns and string that stop. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let me let me see what folks are talking about. So, I mean, bottom line is we need to grasp and understand and realize that um education is one of those few things no one can take from you. No matter what they do, no matter what they say, they can't take it from you. It's yours. And so we shouldn't be so cavalier. Oh, education isn't everything. I did find out that most people who say education isn't everything didn't get an education. Or they'll point to people who have succeeded without having a and I say significant level of education, graduating from high school. And I remind them that they are few and far between. You know, those people are few and far between. In today's world, here's where the misnomer is. Here's, here's where the mistake is made. We assume that if you learn how to code, then you can get a job. 
And you can. A good paying job. You'll do better doing something like IT or database stuff or all that other stuff where you run a help desk and a call center and all that. But that's just your glorified, you know, making phone calls. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about where you know how to code and you sit down and you create programs and you do it. Some people are phenomenally good at it. They're just bored. See, I would have to be into stuff like cryptography. You know, I would have to be in something where I'm trying to fix a puzzle, trying to figure stuff out. Right. That's just me. And what it comes down to is. If you don't have a degree. There's just some things you can't do. You can't teach it. Not in a college or university. Things like that. And I know that's the system they put together. And, and who, who was I talking to? Rob? Was it Rob? That's the antiquated part of college. Oh, no, no, no. You can't teach if you don't have. You, you, need, a, you need a master's degree in order to teach. Oh, my gosh. We have accreditation. And a, right? CEO of a multi-billion dollar global company can't teach at a university because they don't have well they can team teach with somebody because oh okay makes no sense to me but that's the world we live in let me see what brian added to the talk and text line because we were talking about education and he's he he brought up the the comment that education if not technical or a skill, is subjective and antiquated. And then he said medicine is scientific theory. Some of it is. It's practice. You have to practice medicine. Like law. You learn, you learn the theory, but then you have to practice it. That's a skill. Anything that requires trial and error is skill. Mm-hmm. And then he changed it and said trial and error testing. But it's actually both because we have known treatments that work. Somebody said, not true, Dr. Ken. I have a tremendous amount of knowledge on vast subjects, not to mention I saved the American. What does it mean you saved the American auto industry? That's, that's what he wanted me to ask so he could present that. So there you go. <laughs> um, call me something. Go away. <laughs> Y'all silly. Um, I just I just find it interesting that people have to. No, let me rephrase that. People give their opinion on things without giving reasons why. Without without giving information that supports what they say. And I don't mean the anecdotal kind. Well, well, I've experienced this like the past nine times. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm I'm talking about what somebody else was talking about. Empirical data that's been proven in scientific studies that this is what this is. That's why we have airplanes and why they fly. Right? 
That's why we have medical procedures that people do because over time they've been proven right. It's not a theory. It's a practice. And that's why it's a practical degree. Lawyers practice. Doctors practice. And they're the best trained practicers money can buy. So you should probably listen. I'm just saying. You might want to listen. Makes sense to me. We got the top five at five coming. See, I was I was waving. They were just walking away. I saw two teammates walk away. I will call them out, but you know, one of them got a show before me. And uh <laughs> I'm the last show. You can you don't know who it was, right? You got, you know, morning and then I waved and everything. They just looked at me like, you're beneath me. I'm leaving. It's like, wow. Y'all see how bad I get treated around here? It's terrible. I get treated so bad around here. That's why when I do the top five at five at five o'clock, it's going to be for you, not them. So there. Told them. Rhea's looking at me like, whatever. Which is how I feel. Right? Whatever.